Hello, this is Grace Hayes, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth. Uh, this is Della Photo, a.k.a. Tracksuit Bobby up in here. I'm excited. Yeah. A lot of energy today. Back this week with a brand new episode. We had last week off, right? Yeah, because yes. someone was at the game. We were out of town, yeah. Or went you to, were out of town. Went to uh, check out a, a Warrior game. Yeah, and how was that? How was all the food? Like, give us a little rundown. It was a great trip. It was amazing. Like, it was kind of an early birthday present from the parents. Uh, dad like was like, if I get tickets to a game, you want to go? I'm like, yes. What kind of question is that, Dad? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to get good seats. All right. And I was like, okay, you know. And, you know, we got down the, to the city last week and, uh, they, they like planned out the whole trip because you know my parents are from there and they just love it down there. So we left early Saturday morning so we could go to lunch like in Berkeley, like out on this restaurant, like city that sits out over the water in the bay with like it's all glass around so you can see like the Bay Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz, everything. So that was super nice. Uh, then we went to our hotel and Pops had like tons of points, so we had like upgraded hotel room. Like super nice balcony and the view of the city, and uh, so we got ready and then headed to the game. Got like into the stadium, which is amazing. I mean, it's so fucking nice. It is, it is awesome. I mean, I was like, this is like the state of the art newest stadium in the entire mm-hmm. country. Like one of the newest, most advanced stadiums in the world. Built on credit, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> so like, go up and uh, like. Uh-huh. This is like the first time at a professional games mm-hmm. where I've had to walk down to my seats. Uh, instead of walk up to the nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it was like, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm like, after like following them, like, oh my God. Like, uh, you know, the entrance to the gate where the players run out, the tunnels. You were right So there. we were on the other yeah. side, like right above that, probably like, I think in the fourth or fifth row. Nice, nice. Like the kids in front of us were like yelling, like during warmups, you could like see the play, like... Samantha's like, oh, is that Jordan Poole? I'm like, yes, that's <laughs> Jordan Poole. You yeah. can see you their face. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, if yeah, she, if we're close awesome. enough for her to recognize them. Yeah, yeah. That's tight. Yeah, it was great. Like, the kids were talking shit mm-hmm. to the Bucks. Like, it, it, these kids, it was, the, and the players could hear them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was great. It was a great time. Yeah. No, uh, shout out to uh, Jonathan and Albert. They helped build that stadium. They're iron workers and stuff in the Bay. And uh, your boy got a good old, I got to get in there a little bit. When, nice. I, when I was there before it was even done pretty tight mm-hmm. but yeah anything else uh, yeah just on spring break enjoying the time off work just dad shout out to papa bear yeah and the points <laughs> aka yeah. credit back to credit <laughs> <laughs> from all of his traveling you yeah. know he gets all those uh frequent flyer stuff and like points mm-hmm. on his hilton stays like through the company you know but yeah he gets to keep the points, so That's I didn't awesome. complain. Yeah, paid for our parking, and mm-hmm. after the game, we were drink like the lobby, like they had a bar in the lobby. We were mm-hmm. down there hanging out. It was great, good times. Yeah, you know, uh, my week's pretty good. Not as good as going to a game, but you know, I didn't uh, didn't have the baby this week, so uh, Tanya's sister Gabby is on is a teacher assistant, so she was off and just took Leia all week. 
Uh, she pretty much drove her crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Leia, Leia likes to boss everybody around and let her know who the who the baddest bitch is. And, uh, yeah, so she just bossed her around all week, and I... And the house was silent. It was fantastic. It was a little. It was weird, but I got a lot of stuff done. And yeah, and we got a trip to uh, San Francisco coming up next week. Nice. So any of the Bay listeners will be out there. Uh, me and some photography friends for a special little thing coming up in the future. So I'm excited. Well, enough about us. We have a guest here today. She's been sitting here waiting patiently. Quietly, yes. Um, but she is an artist. I'm uh, like DJ. Slash just all around creative. Mm-hmm. She's also the official city artist of Reno, Nevada, our hometown. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Ruby Joe. Welcome. Yo, yo, thank you, thank you. I know I was being patient. I wasn't I wanted to jump in on some of that, but I was like, wait, I think they need to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know? Patience. Yeah, that is patience. She's a patient creative. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. But I like how you put that all around creative. Because mm-hmm. that's how I, I see myself. I don't like to limit a medium. I wanna try it all. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any uh, AKAs? AKAs that mm-hmm. you, you know, or AKA Ruby Joe, aka Rubes, aka um, I don't know. Well, that's my signature, but you can't say that in words. <laughs> if you want to know what that looks like, you can go to my Instagram at Ruby jo- underscore Jo. Look at that plug right away! Boom! Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. All right, we have a question for the week to kind of break the ice, get things rolling here. What holiday do you guys secretly hate? I'll start. You know what? It's a tie. <laughs> Sean's list. Here it is. It's hard to say which one mm. I hate more, St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo. Because mm. they're both kind of like... They're not real holidays. They're yeah, just, it's just drinking days. Yeah, yeah. I like... No one knows the real readings behind either one. And I feel no. like there's a lot of... Uh, just problematic <laughs> things, things that, that happen. happen. Yes, on uh, those two holidays. Yeah, maybe we should re- <laughs> like Saint Patty. Saint Patty's Day. Which one? What's that about? Like, Saint Patrick. Saint like, Patrick. I don't know the patron. <laughs> some patron saint. Some. I'm not Irish. I don't yeah. celebrate Saint Patrick. I don't Day. get that one either. And it's yeah. Like, I, you know. I I know the Simpsons made fun of it. Where like they were like smashing snakes or something that Saint Patty's Day one. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Back they, of my yeah, they, of, they made fun. talks about yeah. yeah. All, I think I remember that. Yeah, one. yeah. Mm. St. Patrick's Day or the Feast of St. Patrick is a cultural religious holiday held on March seventeenth. What is the origins of yeah. this? Why? Period. That was it, it. It's just another way where like people companies think, make money because mm. people go and spend yeah, on exactly yeah. on yeah. the decorations mm. and then they spend on alcohol yeah so it's really Started just in a, the 17th century okay uh mm-hmm. especially in the church of ireland and the eastern orthodox church the day commemorates saint patrick and the arrival of christianity in ireland and celebrates mm. the heritage and culture of the irish in general Celebrations involved parades and festivals and wearing green attire or shamrocks. They also, they lifted lint for that day restrictions. So Baby. drinking alcohol <laughs> and other things were allowed, <laughs> which incurred the, and propagated the holiday's mm. tradition of alcohol consumption. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, yes. and then America always takes something and makes it into like capitalism. Yes, capitalism. <laughs> 
No, because like Cinco de Mayo, yeah. people think it's Independence Day for Mexico, but yeah. it's not. It's when the French got diarrhea, like literally, <laughs> like literally from drinking the water. But it's right? also like yeah. not celebrated really in Mexico. No, it's only no, celebrated no. in like one state. Yeah, and and the Independence Day of Mexico is like September seventeenth, fifteenth. It's in the 13th. teens. It's the summer around. There. Yeah, yeah, it's in the teens. But yeah, and that's the Independence Day when they broke free. But yeah, so. Bunch of idiots. Yeah, do you guys have a, a holiday you dislike? Um, I don't know. If I, it's just weird. Easter's kind of funny to me. I know, I know, like the religious portion of it, but with like the bunnies and stuff. Again, how did that happen? Yeah, a religious holiday gets. There's. It's bunnies. just come, you know. Commercialized. Yeah, commercializing, trying to make money. That's that's like the root of it. Because like Valentine's Day is like a perfect example. Hallmark. Of holiday yeah. yeah yeah but i think like valentine's day i mean there's less mm-hmm. money associated like <laughs> there isn't money but like less no, i no don't know alcohol. i feel like there's like more money but, like, associated because you gotta buy people but, gifts. like do people buy expensive ass gifts i mean we're For all millennials their... like I mean, this is like a boomer <laughs> thing <laughs> like no 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 one i know is buying their some their, people like, get you know, on that day. significant I'm, other I'm more like thoughtful so i would like make some yeah, yeah. like right. doing a nice gesture like mm-hmm. yeah cooking a meal or something or yeah. yes but yes. then again i feel like a lot of the people that are younger are very like into um from what i've noticed like into like showing their affection with materials is what i've noticed i like, think an that's always young in. people though always, yeah, yeah that's true mm-hmm. like that's, i know i'm like old getting old now so <laughs> i turned 40 in less than a week <laughs> Look at that. i just turned Four 35 up. like yeah I'm in 30, february i'm 37 i think yeah, yeah. 37. Oh, okay. we got that perspective you know yeah. in the world totally with age mm-hmm. i hear you they say what do they say youth is Wasted on the young. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Let's reverse it like yeah. Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of cool, though, on not, like, doing some of this. Like, it was St. Patrick's Day. Like, I remember, you know, back in the past, you used you to just, go it was out, just like, out. everyone goes and drinks too much. It's yeah. like, yeah. why am I doing this? This is actually awful. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to have, like, a great time for, like, four hours, mm-hmm. five hours, and then... I'm gonna feel like shit all day the next day. Like that's Mm -hmm. not a good trade. Where's the trade? You you had a higher recovery rate then, though. Yeah. Like I could bounce back a lot faster. Mm -hmm. You know, pull like double double nights. Pull a double. Drink two nights in a row. (laughs) Which is like crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that. I need like three days to recover if I go that hard. You know, when I rode my bike yesterday, there was people still wearing green. Oh. Downtown, because I met my boy Al at the Eddy. We were going to go shoot around, shoot photos because it was nice. And I was like, these motherfuckers out here are still wilding. <laughs> <laughs> they had the, still the necklaces on like, oh. and they're all wearing green. So like they probably pulled a double. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really have. So I grew up actually Jehovah's Witness. So I didn't even really celebrate holidays through most of my life to like maybe so you after have a completely different perspective. 18 yeah so you didn't have to celebrate all the holidays everyone <laughs> no or any of them okay no so it's just kind of like i didn't sell start celebrating till til i was more of an adult so i think yeah i definitely have a different perspective i like halloween <laughs> i mean it's one that i don't hate yeah everybody does like kind of a halloween a lot like the, yeah. the movies the costumes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, talk about being the city artist. How yeah. did that happen? Yeah. Well, so before the pandemic, they had put a call out. I applied to that one, too, and then they canceled it because of the pandemic. And then they listed it again. So I just did the artist call and submitted and crossed my fingers. And, yeah, and they chose me. <laughs> like, what gave you the confidence yeah. to even apply for something like that? I mean, um, like, I don't know. Everyone, I just felt like I, I feel like lots of artists would see it. that and yeah. think like, oh, that, I, can't I mean, do it's that. a lot of work. Totally. I saw that and I was like, but I felt like I could, you know, do it. So I just went for it. You don't shoot know unless you try, you know? Yeah. Shoot or shoot. And it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. And it's been an interesting process, especially too, like during just the time that we're in and what's happening in the city too. Yeah. It's just like a interesting time to be the artist. And I'm grateful that I was able to like be in that space where you normally don't see like artists of color, you know? And so that's kind of like one of my goals as an artist is to just try to uh, work on bringing diversity, especially like into Reno. So like (laughs) being city artist, um, I was able to choose an artist to show at city hall. So I chose a, a uh, very talented artist named Ayana Ayana uh, Esters, and she's a black photographer, and her work centers around um, the black community and mm-hmm. the vi- environmental effects, or just the environment mm-hmm. of black communities. Yeah, she's awesome. And so, um, yeah, it was great to be able to help, you know, in my opportunity, like extend that to another artist yeah. of color. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What are the, some of the other things that you've, now, you know, as your part, I know part, you have like certain responsibilities and things you get to do. What, like, how's that played out for you? It was good. I mean, I was already doing community work with Animarte. And so um, during that time, I was able to, we collabed or with the city where we did an event at uh, McKinley. They provided that space. So we were able to, oh, with cool. their support, and Have then they promoted our, there? yeah, like a art in the park. I don't know if you ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. You check one of those out, yeah. And so, um, yeah, they were just supportive and like promoted it for us and yes. everything. That was cool. And then just choosing the artist to show their work and helping her and in any way that I can. And her reception's actually going to be on. Uh, let me look at my calendar. <laughs> a reception for? For Ayana. It's going to be on the 28th from 530 to 7 at mm. City Hall. So if, you guys wanna, yeah. so if you guys want to uh, check it out, yeah, I think I'll be out of slide through. 28th? That's a, that's a Monday? It's a Monday yeah. night. Oh, yeah. I can do a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Leah. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. And she's going to talk a little bit about her artwork and... Yeah, it'll be a fun time. Nice. I'm excited, yeah. That's cool. Um, you have a very distinctive style. Mm-hmm. I think like people who know you definitely know your style. And did you come up with this term, new wave Mayan? I did. I actually came up with it like in 2020, like February. So, or January, like right before the pandemic. It was like the last show I had. 
And I had this uh, collaboration with the Lilly Museum at UNR. And so I found this, um, well, I'll just talk a little bit about the art. I found this like door on the street actually by the old Stingray uh, tattoo shop on Wells. Mm -hmm. And it was like this huge ass, just like wooden door, like solid wood. And then I hit a post-sway. I was like, sway ass. I said, I need help moving this to get my the, get, house. Get the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He get had the a truck, truck at yeah, the yeah. time. So he, I really appreciate him. So he like helped me lug that home. And then I used that. I like painted it and put it in the show. But I was like, at the time, I was really um, in this moment of like into Keith Haring. And I... I was reading about him and him as an artist, and I just liked how community-oriented he was. And um, I was just, like, really enjoying reading about that, like, scene in the 80s in New York. And so um, I was researching or looking him up, and I saw that he had something called, or it was like, I I forgot the word. It's like, it starts with a P when like people do something after they're dead. Oh, post posthumously. Yeah. So a museum did that for him, like a show, and then they called it New Wave Aztec. And I was like, what the hell? Like, mm. you know, I'm like, I don't think he would have done that. He yeah. was, he was inspired by other cultures. Mm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call I'm I'm gonna call mine New Wave Mayan. So I called that show at uh, the Lily New Wave Mayan, but it's kind of, of, I feel like I know what it means more now than when I did. That makes sense. You've grown into it, would you say? Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just kind of Is thinking. Is it catching on? One <laughs> day people going to be reading about Ruby Barrientos and, yeah. and New Wave Mayan? Yeah. yeah. Ar- yeah. Arjo's New Wave. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it's just, you know, I think about how I am, like, the new generation, right, from my past ancestors. But I don't want them to be forgotten, so I'm just, like, the new wave of them, you know, because one day I will be an ancestor for the future generation. The latest evolution of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that very obviously ties into your, your background, your cultural identity. Yeah. Um, how, like, how did you start as an artist? Like, this is, like, where you are now. How did you get, you know, to be, you know, this very, you know, confident art? Like, you know what you're doing now. You know, you know. Yeah, I've definitely evolved and I've, I've grown and I, I am more confident in my work. But it took time to get there. It wasn't. It took a lot of years and just... Did you draw as a kid? Were you, like, creative I, as a kid? I did. I don't think I expressed myself as much as a kid. I think it was just, like, a restrictive environment, like, the upbringing I had, like, growing up in such a, like, conservative religion. It was, like, didn't I didn't feel, like, free enough, mm-hmm. I think, at that time to be able to create because it, it's... There's just, like, so many rules Mm -hmm. in that space. So I think 
that might be why now it's like I'm getting all of that out. You know, as an adult, it exploded. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> <Yes>. much. <laughs> it was just like no, no, all it's that time. creativity that was but, repressed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, out. I would draw. Like, I think mm -hmm. I started drawing more in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to Hug High School, and during my like junior senior year i had art and i was really like exploring that and i was like in my little punk phase and um senior year just like all like punk jacket like i had patches and studs and i was just like into hardcore punk at the time <laughs> and all my stuff was like really like kind of emo and dark and like i mean as you I are as a world. teenager as, you know yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so um, I was exploring that, but then, you know, I graduated and it like just, you know, like getting a job. I thought about going to school and I tried it a little bit and I was like, I don't really like it. And then in like 2017 actually was when I started to really put my work out there and just start showing it and like making more work. And I've been working like nonstop since then. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some of your influences mm -hmm. as an artist? Yeah, you mentioned Ooh. Herring, you know. I liked Herring, Basquiat, of course. Yeah. Um, like, I like Frida Kahlo. Some contemporary artists, too. Um, it's hard to, like, retain names. <laughs> it's like, I could show you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, Malik Roberts, I like him. He's like a newer artist that I've found. I really like mm -hmm. his mix of like surrealism and um, like abstract. He's like a black artist in New York. I like some of his work. Mm -hmm. And talk about that though. Like, I think something that's underlooked is like artists, especially visual artists. I feel like follow each other on Instagram and discover new people. Like. I mean, we do the same thing with music and like, you know, like you see someone and you see the other musicians they are involved with. It's a whole new way of connecting with people that wouldn't necessarily exist without, you know, yeah, the internet and social media. Yeah, I know. I think that's amazing how like accessible like I art and music has become through that platform or even just like YouTube or, you know, and I think it's great where you just are able to um, see these artists and what they're creating and get inspired or just feel like motivated, you know, to mm -hmm. create. Yeah, because like before you had to be like in a hub, like in New York, LA or something and like that community, like you used to, you have to, you would have to like move to that city if you wanted to like do stuff like that. And now people are just getting found off the interwebs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's still important, though. No, to it like, is to have that community. Yeah. The physical community. I think that's... I, maybe I'm just, like, the older than the new generation, so I'm used... We still had some of that, you know? Now, I don't know about, like, the newer kids now where it's, like, they may have not had... The physical As, yeah, yeah. aspect of things. It is weird, especially with, I think COVID has definitely made that worse. Oh, where like totally. So much of their lives are digital, like in the way they interact because they weren't allowed. I mean, 
if you're 18, you haven't been allowed to interact with people in the last three years, basically. Yeah. Since you started driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, they don't drive. Like, yeah. what's yeah. the point? You know, yeah. like, everything is online. Everything mm-hmm. is online everything. or virtual. Uh-huh. So it's I kind know. of changed. Like, and then, like, the metaverse stuff now. That's and then NFTs. Yeah. And I'm, I still don't know about NFTs. Yeah, I don't know I don't either. Know. But they sell a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. They do. I just read, like, Timbaland's doing something with NFTs. He's mm-hmm. like releasing tracks. Snoop, Snoop, or... Snoop has stuff. Like, it's yeah. crazy. I had a student who made so much money off NFTs the last two years that he basically like moved. Like, he was like from Southern California and he had moved here with his parents for his senior year. And he's like, no, I made like like several hundred thousand dollars making NFTs. So he's like, I'm, I'm like, bought a house in San Diego and I'm gonna live there move back there and finish school online and just like ride you know make this and make as much money as i can while this lasts invest boy that's now's the time invest i was just like you know like i'm curious what energies he's making that's what yeah i'm like yeah because like we were like some kid brought it up in class once and he's like no they're for real and you know they're arguing with him and then he like told us the story and i was like damn Mm -hmm. but like that you know this 17 year old you know, whatever market, however he tapped mm-hmm. into it, it's like, yeah, made you know life changing. You know, money. He's like, yeah, and he's like mm-hmm. realistic. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna like see how long this lasts and how much money I can make off of it and mm-hmm. figure it out as I go. I was like, no, bro, I'm so I, jealous. I don't, of you. I don't think yeah. it's gonna go away. It'll just because of gonna, the whole yeah. metaverse be, thing. Yeah, it'd, it'd be harder to make like money later, off of it. Later, oh, yeah. money off of it later yeah. on. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll get harder mm-hmm. for sure. Because even like we were talking StockX before, StockX sells NFTs now when you buy a shoe. What? Like a specific, oh, yeah, like a specific shoe, you can get an NFT for it. Wow. And it's just like, like once again, you're just buying a JPEG, which is like in the yeah. meta later on, because they have these talks about later on, like it might be like Ready Player One, right? Where like, oh, okay. where like you go in there and you could trade sneakers that way. It's like a digital card. It's like Pokemon cards almost for the metaverse. So it's like, especially right now, we're like in that middle area, that gray area. We're like, meta, like it's gonna come and it's gonna happen, but like, how realistic it's is it gonna, gonna be to be play like one? Wally, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> dude, and everyone is just fat and drinking Slurpees of of uh, like a five course meal. <laughs> yeah, just in a they Slurpee. just got a screen yeah. in front of them. And they're <laughs> have you seen? <laughs> have the you read the book? Wally, <laughs> I love Wally. Have you heard of the book Snow Crash? No, no. It's a sci-fi book written in the 80s, and it predicts, like, the metaverse. Like, oh, he calls it the metaverse, shit. and everyone has an avatar. And, uh, oh. Like, I have to... And it's is like it called? I gotta write Snow it Crash. It's, Snow it's a great book. Oh, I'm gonna have to read that, like, too. Like, the, the further into the future we go, like, the more of the shit he talks about comes true. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's upstairs on my bookcase. I, I, I'm gonna have to steal that from you. Uh, look up uh, the guy's name, Neil I Stevenson. If Zuckerberg's a fan of that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, he's just gets, basing everything off that. His ideas are out of this book, and he's it, just yeah. making millions. In the book, it's like it, you know, it gets to the point where the metaverse replaces, you know, all of like most like you know, it's kind of like dystopian because it's like capitalism just runs amok, and the metaverse kind of replaces everything because everyone's so poor. So then they go to the metaverse where, like, oh, that's where, damn. like, life takes place because everyone's lives are so shitty and, real. like, it's... Have they made a movie of that yet? I can't believe they have. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't believe like, they haven't. Yeah, Ready, right? Ready Player One's pretty close to that. 
I don't. I nineteen ninety two came out. Seen it yet? Yeah. So what? So now. what happens is is that like, with um what's his name? I forget his name, but it's uh what Ryan happens. Ryan Reynolds. Or no, 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 that's no, that's, that's free guy. Free oh, guy. Free guy. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's another thing too. That was actually kind of interesting to think about. But Ready Player One is everyone in the real world. They kind of just basic living, like they eat, sleep, and stuff in the real world like that. But then everyone puts on those goggles. And they go in there and you could like walk and run and go on adventures, you know, Okay. and things like that. But everything like GTA. is, yeah, <laughs> everything is sold and bought there. Yeah. So that's how snow crashes. Like instead of going, you go shopping. So it's like this game, like the main character lives in a, in a fucking rental unit, but he has like super nice internet connection so he can go into the metaverse. That's what he spends all of his money on. Then like in the metaverse though, he's like a super, you know, rich hacker yeah because he like no you know like just coding and stuff so it's it's crazy to think of it like this is like people are going to need to learn how to code and just their knowledge of technology and computers well and things, yeah, yeah it's just going to be challenged mm-hmm. even more, like, more than it is they'll be complaining about why do i have to learn this yeah i yeah. heard though it like all that takes so much like crypto and or bitcoin or whatever um and the nfts take so much gas though oh and like space they have and big, energy yeah and because mm-hmm. they i have to guess have to use like huge computers and, yeah. that are on generators it's, so it's, it's kind of like we're consuming fake things that don't exist and but it's costing real resources. real resources real, real life <laughs> yeah. problems in the world yeah. like yeah i was reading something about that where it was just like um, it's using natural resources right. to like house NFTs. Yeah. And it's just so much power, so much energy and physical space to hold everything on the servers that shit's like getting fucked up. Yeah. So I don't know. Like when I have friends that are always telling me you should make an <laughs> NFT, but I'm just like unsure of that because I, I don't know if it really aligns with like my values as an artist, but I know a lot of artists mm-hmm. are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, it's just it's the wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, eventually there's going to have to be some sort of regulations and rules on, like, because, you know, the resources mm. it uses and the fact that it's the appeal of it is like the get rich quick thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. You know, mm. like, obviously for this to happen, something in somewhere is getting exploited. Yeah. Totally. You know, like, you just don't get rich off nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the wealth is created through exploitation of something or someone. And it's just unclear. Yeah. I think right now it's like kind of ambiguous and unclear who's like the targets, who's the, who's suffering, who's going to, we don't know who's going to be suffering from this long term or like what the long term effects are. Yeah. It's like Bitcoin and all that cryptocurrency at the very beginning, like 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Where, I remember. Yeah. Like, where like people, people out. that have been in it since the beginning are just uber rich, you know? And now people are trying to get into it and the market is just up and down. So people are losing like, but if you were back in the day, like NFTs, people got in early, like the kid, like he'll be set, you know? Yeah. yeah Cause I, I, I read somewhere they started in like 2017 or something. NFTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. And like, you know, so that means like if it's been public knowledge for a couple of years, you know, that means it was being developed before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> cryptocurrency has been around for 10 years. Yeah. And it's just taken this long. Like, I remember teaching 
yeah, 10 years ago, do, like teaching my students about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So, you know, it was around then. It just wasn't like, po- you know, popular now. Mm-hmm. People trying to make money on it. Let's, let's just move on. How do we even start talking about <laughs> this? Fucking metaverse. Yeah. Are we, we in it now? See, I know. See, see what happens. Like, what is see? going on? Are we all in we're the matrix? About, we're not about that. Yeah. I don't even know. Skynet. It's coming. Skynet's coming. It is, I'm it telling is. you. But Skynet, like they. Where's Arnold? <laughs> he's done. I'm just glad his our, kid all is gonna of us have to our, save us. I'm glad all of us have our his third kid. eye open. Have you seen his kid? It looks like him too. The kid, really? the kid he had with like the maid or whatever. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen so, him. I like, heard about that. Yeah, and he's like buff and everything. Like he's he, the only one that looks like. Yeah, him. the only one is the one with the maid. Latin, Latin, like, Latin. He's like half, yeah, half Austrian, like half Mexican. Yeah, half Austrian, half Guatemalan. Yeah. Like, wow, that's a cool mix. That's gonna save us from Skynet. <laughs> yeah. Probably won't be able to speak English any better than his dad. Either. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear that. Uh, Splang Austrian. Yeah. yeah like half, I, I don't know half how. Half Austrian. Half, yeah. Half Spanish. <laughs> Austrian. I'm gonna have to Google that. Can yeah. yeah. We could like see him. We could see him in the break. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, I feel good time for a break, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my song of the week. So one thing that is good about March 17th is Sean Price's birthday. Oh. So uh, RIP to Sean Price. I've been hearing him a lot this week. Um, he has like a new figure out that I can't afford. <laughs> but uh, it's like 800 bucks or something, but it's all black and white. But we digress. But, Damn, he does look just like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my song of the week is one by Sean Price. We'll get back at you after we see this Guatemalan baby. <laughs> Salud. <laughs> One gun, one clip, one shot, one slug All it takes for this nigga to disfigure your mug Not five, not four, not three, not two Just Yeah, all I need is one mic like Nas One knife like John Rambo, y'all niggas can't handle the guard Sean Price will dismantle your squad You was a group, now it's Yeah Break up, make up, break up again Bottom line, y'all the fakest of friends You just mad that you Taking the bus and he taking the bends He like Listen, blam, blam, blam from the cannon I shoot your group up, now who's the last man standing? The last man rapping is me, capital P, nigga Run yourself, gun yourself Choke from a rope, nigga, when you hung yourself Got a call from your bitch, you like, son, need help I'm like, one Click One is knowledge, knowledge, the foundation Of who's really real and who's faking The move making, you making, making your shoes Shaking your fake, nigga, so Listen, Sean Price the name, you kinda nice, but we not the same. So I cop the range, then I cop the chain, now the cops in range. Yeah, one box of baking soda, one package of coke, one Pyrex pot, nigga, that's all she wrote. One episode of the wire, what you know about dope, nigga? Yeah, one life to live, one wife, one kid, one gun pop, the sun drops like your wig. I'm in one police plaza, they done locked the kid, nigga. Welcome back to Up in the Mix. That was Caesar's Song of the Week. It was one by Sean Price. Sean P, yes, but uh, you know, very good song. Uh, yeah, Sean Price just uh, died early. Great, great rapper. 
um, Royce Five Nine's favorite rapper. So he definitely influenced. He wasn't popular, but he influenced so much people in the game. Mm-hmm. Brownsville, baby, Brownsville. But uh, during the break, we were actually looking at back people. to back to this <laughs> back 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 to were... this Arnold Schwarzenegger son <laughs> yes. thing. The story is Joseph. so wild. If you guys Joseph. don't know, uh, like yeah, he was born in 1996 when uh, Arnold slept with their maid <laughs> while the family was on vacation. And I'm pretty sure he stayed behind yeah. uh, shooting a movie. Shooting up the club. So he had to stay behind. <laughs> and then, like, eventually he realized it was his son because he looks just like him. Duplicate <laughs> doppelganger. And Maria Shriver, his wife, eventually confronted him about it, uh, like, when the kid was a teenager because mm-hmm. he looked so much like him and he admitted it. And um, the, at the same time, like, mysteriously, the maid stopped working for the family <laughs> with a nice severance package. Mm-hmm. And they got divorced, and Arnold uh, entered his life. <laughs> like, yeah, he had to like keep it a secret for fifteen years that he was like supporting this, mm-hmm. his this child, and now they're like cool, and he's the normal dad to yeah. him. Normal, wow, normal. that's a crazy yeah. story. Crazy, yeah, it's just wild. And he looks so like look yeah. it up. Yeah, look it up. Arnold's working in your son, half Guatemalan, half Austrian. That's the that's the guy who's gonna save us from Skynet. Yes, counting <laughs> on you, Joseph. <laughs> yes. I, I want someone to like Photoshop. Those like, that, sunglasses hey, that, that, could on be, him. that could be your NFT. My <laughs> NFT Photoshop. Yeah. Him Who's your savior? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him. <sighs> yeah. This will a nice save you in the metaverse. Top. Yes. <laughs> a flat top in the a flat top, sunglasses, and a leather jacket. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if he's dressed up like that for Halloween. Dude, <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. He just dressed up like every <laughs> every Halloween is a different dad movie. Oh, like my Last God. Action Hero. <laughs> You know, the I mean, they're all the same. It's just like, you know, black pants, leather jacket, and sunglasses. Co- and be buff as fuck. Yes, commando, 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 wife beater, and, Pre- and predator. Uh, <laughs> predator. Yes, you are one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, so good. What if pred- predators aren't real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyways, back to you, Ruby. <laughs> Other than this <laughs> NFT that we just did right yeah. now, what is next okay. for you? What is next for me? Um, well, I'm always working on our. I think right now I'm just trying to for, uh, focus on making more uh, art right now, or like merch more so mm. to say. Nice. Some some things that are a little more accessible, you know, yeah. and, and. Well, I mean, with your distinctive style, too, I feel like, like. Like the sticker you gave us, mm-hmm. like that on a T-shirt is gonna a be, t-shirt. Yeah, be yeah, yeah, like your art on a like T-shirt a wallet? Would work well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. That's what I'm uh, focusing on, trying to branch out into that realm a little more, but still making paintings and other pieces of work. But yeah, putting energy into that a little more. You know, it's there's a lot of possibilities with this, you know, new wave. Totally. Mayan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, because, uh, like, I remember talking to Josue, and he was like, for the art show, the hip-hop art show, and he was like, you should give Ruby some of that revolutionary shit. She's more on that tip than I am. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. <laughs> but, like, how do your, like, political beliefs and your your identity, um, you know, with, as identifying, like, as, with your indigenous roots how does that affect your your artistry and your outlook as an artist? I think, you know, or I know it affects it a lot. Um, when I visited 
El Salvador in like 2017. I hadn't been there since I was like eight. So it was nice to like go back, reconnect as an adult, have more awareness of, you know, connecting with like my family, hearing about my family's history um, and just seeing the culture that I was around and getting to visit the ruins out there and seeing artifacts and just the pyramids out there it was amazing and I definitely think after that experience when I came back home it just affected me it's hard to explain I don't know it affected me it, it made me reignited that part in me of like I'm connected <clears throat> to this you know and so it, that was like the catalyst I felt to for me to start reconnecting and and part of reconnecting has also been part like me decolonizing myself to like learning more uh, about that knowledge and just learning about just in indigenous not only my culture but just indigenous cultures as a whole and how there's so many like similarities and you know and it's about respecting the land and our mother earth and just how it's tied to us and our ancestors and so it's like an amazing it's it's a really beautiful thing and I do take a lot of inspiration in that and it I, part of my art too is just spiritual and I think there's a spirituality to that I feel more connected to like the, the land and also to like the creator of it you know I definitely believe in a higher power Nice. And you didn't learn any of that in school, did you? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I had to learn that all on yeah. my own, you know. This was kind of yeah. by chance. Like, yeah. if you hadn't gone back to El Salvador mm -hmm. at that time in your life, who knows if this all would have happened. Yeah, yeah I don't think it would have, honestly. I, it was weird, too. It was, like, very spontaneous. I was, like, about to thir turn 30. Or, no, I had already turned 30. And I was, like, I just felt like I need to go. I need to go. I just felt something, like telling me to go yeah. and I went and <clears throat> it was also significant too because my dad passed when I was 10 and I, my mom took his ashes back there and buried them mm. so I was able to like visit his gravesite. nice so it was just like very I don't know I felt definitely spiritual yeah yeah, yeah. I was just like all this amazing pa Papa stuff Papa Bear calling you back yeah, I, I actually Come did on, feel Mika. like that. Did you Come mean, on, like, Mika, let's go. People who knew him, like relatives and stuff that knew him, and, and yeah, I I even visited my mom. Well, I I stayed with my mom's family, and I visited my uncle. So my dad was the youngest of three brothers, and now there's only my older uncle left. Both my dad, and then maybe like ten years later, my other uncle passed away, and so he's like the only one left so I got to like I, I got to see him and see uh, my aunt and just talk I didn't, I didn't spend as much time with him as I would like but what I plan on visiting again <clears throat> at some point because I, I want to get more information from him at least on my dad's side I've gotten a lot from my mom's side but not as much from my dad's side yeah it's good like finding your roots like yeah yeah yeah. It's important, you know, to know where you come from. 
and I think that's what's wrong with so many of these people is they yeah, don't they like they've don't. been 100%. brainwashed into you know these identities that are not them like they're not mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like what ethnic like what country is white or they speak white in you know like yeah. you know like that's no matter what race or ethnicity you are like the these you know constructs of, and tools of oppression and and white supremacy have nothing to do with who your ancestors were because they existed before these things were even invented, you know, as ways to control and exploit people. And that's why I'm interested in teaching that class next year. I was telling you about race and ethnicity so you can really trace that back and, you know, find out like, like my, uh, my fiance is from Italy and she's gone to like the, you know, the town in Italy that, you know, her grand great grandparents are from, you know, like everyone should do that. Like I have a friend who's like, gone to like the you know his his name is like a town in scotland where you know you just no matter where you're from you can for the most part you know trace some of your roots back just to see like culturally where you're from and i think it's it can be very meaningful for people especially when you don't have that that identity or just know that you know about yourself a hundred percent i definitely uh, agree with that and i i'm grateful that i've been able to explore that in my work you know it's definitely a lot of uh, like a lot about that and you know feeling that diaspora you know being born here but from there but then also not really from there because when I went there they I have an accent you know I speak Spanish but they know I'm not from there because I don't have their accent Mm -hmm. you know and and so we went to the (coughs) ruins and my cousin, he said, don't, don't talk. Like, I'm going to pay because they have, like, an extra fee for tourists. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, you know, he was like, I don't want you to have to pay extra, yeah, you yeah. know. So yeah. the, like, just come along. Like, you look like it, but you don't yeah. speak Sound it. Sound like it, yeah. Yeah. And, so, like, Central America is a little different, too. They say, like, vosotros and vos and stuff like vos, that. Vos, yeah, mm-hmm. bicho, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I was like, we were talking about that in class. I'm like, yeah, like, Spanish isn't going to sound the same in every country, just like English doesn't. Like, if you go, you know, if you go to Eng- if you go to England, it's going to sound different than if you go to Ireland or if you go to Australia or New Zealand, like, or Canada, like, right. all these different places. I'm like, Spanish is the same thing. I'm like, why would Spanish sound the same in Spain as it does in, like, Mexico yeah. versus <laughs> Chile versus, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I mean, even in the States, you know, by we, regions. we all have yeah. an accent, like, East Coast, West Coast. The South, Midwest, maybe. Yeah, people. Mm-hmm. I think as Canada. Well, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's gotten, but <laughs> I think like it's Minnesota is like close to Canada. Min- it's going away slow. I feel like because again the internet and stuff. Yeah. yeah so everyone yeah. kind of talks more similar because like, yeah, I, you know, you made a new kid from someplace else. They always had mm-hmm. a way different accent. So maybe there's less of that now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We spend a lot of time trying to analyze young people. But <laughs> I definitely part of my like speaking on analyzing like uh, like in my creative process there's a lot of that just like I think it's just so interconnected into my you know my identity where it's you know I'm I'm working on that within myself analyzing things within myself and that is interconnected with the work and that's part of that, you know, searching for that identity, feeling that 
diaspora, trying to reconnect, hanging out with indigenous relatives to understand their culture and how that might reflect to mine. And I always feel so much connection with them, even though I'm not, you know, from that region or place but it just feels there's like a similarity like a deeper knowing like this is similar you know but I just don't have access to my you know like Mayan customs traditions and that's that's something I'm I'm wanting I think that's another step in my work is researching that more to continue that connection and I'm sure that'll evolve into my work mm-hmm because like yeah. your work is like self-expression of yourself and the more you know of yourself the more yeah. you get to put on whatever media yeah. that's yeah. how it's being an artist mm-hmm. yeah and i think it'll further i i know it'll further develop my style too like you know it's just gonna continue to uh put confidence in that and have that distinct style that yeah you know it's me yeah that is new wave mayan you, you know People, I think people forget that, like, yes, the Mayans were an empire, you know, a long time ago, but it's not like those people disappeared, you know, like they... They're still, they're still Mayans. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're, they're there. They're out there in the jungle. <laughs> they're still yeah. living, you know, like the, the, you know, the civilization may have changed over time and not as like big and as great as it once was but like the people still exist like they still had babies and like yeah it's not like they got wiped off the you know planet and disappeared and traditions get passed down and that's how that's how the civilization lives yeah 100 percent. and you know speaking with my family down there it it also gave me a reflection of like of their colonization, you know, cause they don't really know anything about that, you know, or that side, or there's that like, um, in Latin culture kind of like they look down on yeah. the indigenous, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's interesting maybe for them to see that I'm the route I'm taking you. And I hope it inspires them to, to be op- more yeah, open-minded just, just about like here that. their cultures were just dest- i mean they were destroyed like they, yeah. they their traditions by this you know spanish were mm-hmm. destroyed they weren't allowed to learn you know their native languages mm-hmm. and cultures and traditions just like yeah. we did to the indigenous people here here in, in <laughs> yeah. you know in north america so yeah. they're it, that's the thing like yeah. you're going to meeting them to learn your roots but yeah. like they're not even totally aware mm-hmm. of their everything that's been happened just yeah. because of you yeah. know the historically mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, the more, and the more you know you see it because like on telemundo like all the light-skinned people are usually the good people and mm-hmm. the dark-skinned people are usually like that bad goes people. back to the, like the yeah. whole oh, totally like, yeah. the, the consulares versus the like the uh, everyone else like those were the people who had like were descended from spanish so they had all the power and the privilege politically they were able to own land and everyone else was kind of like the fucking like the peons the <laughs> yeah. you know they were the they were the peasants who had to work for the you know the light-skinned people like and that's mm-hmm. goes back to you know being colonized and conquered and you know exploited and oppressed by you know the spanish that's so true and mm-hmm. it you know it's funny i was talking to my mom and 
I, I was just asking her, me and my mom have a weird relationship. We're not that close. So we were talking and I, I was asking her about my grandma and I was like, well, what about her parents? You know, and she was like, well, because in El Salvador, I had learned that my grandma, like, <clears throat> she became an orphan and then she ended up having to go to, um, what is it, like a nunnery or something? And then she was basically like their little maid or slave. Mm, you know, she was like damn. cleaning for them until she ended up meeting my grandpa or, and they got together at a younger age. Or I think somehow she was gonna work for his family or she, something and then they were gonna like, <laughs> and then they ended up getting married. Yeah. But she, but my mom said, yeah, like her parents died, but she didn't really know how, or her grandparents mm -hmm. died, and she really didn't know how. And she was like, yeah, they're they're Afro Indigenous, or, or one of her parents was. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, he was like, they're black. And I was like, what? Like, why am I just finding this <laughs> right, out? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. So it's just interesting, and that made me want to find out more about that history and mm -hmm. I guess her and her siblings once her parents died got dispersed and some of them were went in Guatemala but she stayed there mm -hmm. and my grandma looks very um she looks very uh, like just more indigenous out of anyone mm -hmm. in my family so it was just it's just interesting so it just makes me want to have like more of a hunger to know like more about my roots mm -hmm. you know that's crazy yeah that is a crazy story like, who knows you know like <laughs> like yeah who knows and like, i know but they don't really have photos and yeah. that's like and how much the know? story's probably changed a little bit since yeah. there's no like real recollection and all my grandparents yeah. have passed so yeah so like, they the closest you know, people don't know yeah, it's yeah, like their kids, like, and mm -hmm. but then my mom, my own mom, is like fuzzy about it. So, mm -hmm. but I mean, I th like when you are come from, you know, exploited people, like that's yeah, you know, that's mm -hmm. part of it. It's like your history is race because yeah, it gets lost. Who yeah. knows? You know, they could like they could have been. Who knows why they were killed? They could have just been killed because someone just they didn't like the color didn't of like skin. yeah exactly mm -hmm. you know when your life doesn't matter as much as other people mm -hmm. then stuff like that happens and it's not like there's a record of it or anything it's just another poor person like yeah just oh like they don't care that's yeah. the thing oh i had one more question okay mm -hmm. um serious question <laughs> march is international women's month last month we talked to a bunch of people about black history month how do you feel as a woman about International Women's Month? Do you, is it a positive thing for you? Do you care? What are your thoughts? Well, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing with a heavy, well, hard hitting. I'm, you know, I am a queer woman. Uh, I think it's, you know, I, I would hope that that's part of that month, too. It's um, not just white straight women cis women yeah <laughs> straight up and and it should always be women's month anyway you know what i mean just like black history month latin history month all these months always need to just be happening 365 or like, days like, a year like taught in school <laughs> straight up and yeah right <laughs> that, that's how i feel about it i'm not 
super involved. I, do you in, I, do you think it's just something that's like you know mm-hmm. corporatized and like that's why it's become a big thing now is because it's another thing that's been commodified. I, I see they do that a lot with these months. Like it's on a commercial, like celebrate you know women's history. You know, like it's yeah, just another yeah. marketing tool. Because like one girl was like, oh, next month's Asian history, Asian Heritage Month or something. And, like, yeah, the girl's like, what? Like, why do they have, like, <laughs> you know, like, she's like, I'm Asian all the time. I'm like, yeah. yes, you are. Every day, right? And that's how yeah. I feel. I'm a woman all the time. I'm Salvadoran all the time. You know, I'm just me. And yeah. I think we just need to celebrate each other for who we are all the time. Mm-hmm. And not pick a certain month for it or yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's pros and cons. Like right. It, I mean, it, it can be good if you if kids are getting something from it. I mean, but also, but yeah, if, I feel the same way about Black History Month. I'm like, yes, there are pros, but at the same time, like it's it shouldn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, right. But you know, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We yeah. Know. It's just like which month they're going to focus their product selling to, I feel now. Yeah. You know? Like this this month, let's focus our products I, to sell to women. I've noticed that with, um, what is that queer holiday? Uh, there's like a gay holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Pride? Pride, yeah. 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 And I just noticed yeah. <laughs> I'm queer and I don't even know. Yeah. Um, they, you, you know, they're there's selling like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Mm-hmm. When you know you're you're queer all like, the time, yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah, like what are those companies doing to yeah. like actually make it better for you know these different people they're celebrating and the, you know, like, right? And then are your policies the, aligning with you know things that are going to help them or no? Right, and then are these even being made by queer people? So then you're not even supporting you're just queer exploiting, people. Yeah. yeah, you're literally just exploiting <laughs> for more their holidays. <laughs> yes. Give yeah. me the loot. Give me the loot. Like, I mean, yeah. if you think about it, for each holiday. Mm-hmm if you are supporting by buying things maybe make sure you know that it's being mm-hmm. created by the people yeah. that are like when the nfl when the nfl's like that. we support you know black celebrate black history month but oh really but oh, like you spend most whack. of your time being racist yes. so, like, yeah it's like if that's true why is kaepernick yeah, yeah, where exactly. Is he? Yeah. Where is he? He should be. Where is he now? Are they like these companies? Like, do you pay all your women employees like the same as the men employees, or mm. is just this the fucking marketing tool no. that your marketing department decides on? Yeah. Do you have like, are how many board members are women and people of color? Like, you know, are you you're not you're not really about this life? No. Yeah, no. and I, you know, with the. NFL too. I'm like wondering what their intentions are with the halftime shows now. Because they're more hip hop now than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. That's because Jay Z. Jay Z. Is he still the Jay Z? Is the one that uh, director for yeah. creative? Yeah, he threatened them like if because they didn't want like a hip hop show. Oh, and he threatened to be like, "I'm out." Then, if yeah. This, if this doesn't happen, I'm out. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, that's because he's in charge of it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, okay. they would. You know, it, you know what it would have been like. You know, I don't know. Insert old white Taylor Swift. rock band. <laughs> Taylor yeah. Miss Long back. <laughs> and then Kanye would have been there. Wait, let me finish. <laughs> I hate skeet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is 
Could you guys watch this documentary? Not yet. Not no, yet. but it's on, our, it's on our two. Okay. Yeah, it's on my two. Watch. I'm, yeah. not, there. I'm not yeah. gonna like. No, uh, you're the second. Spoil guest. it, but you're I'm the just second guest who's like, like, wow, like, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love sec- Kanye. I'm a Kanye <laughs> fan. Yeah, no, he's. Even Pete, Pete's in it now too. Do you see? Like, sent a picture that he's in his wife's bed. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I get it, Pete. Get it. Because he he lives across the street now. Oh yeah, right. He, lives, he, bought, he bought the house down the street. Yeah, from Kim. <laughs> he's probably out there with binoculars. Dude, what's going on? He got there? a he got a telescope out there. Man, man, man. It's good. He'll get over it. Hopefully, if Kim's not... just the thought now. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, like, Pete Davidson's the only person out of the other. I'm like, you're cool, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, Pete is nothing fire. else is cool. About yeah, these other people are not. Pete's been slaying it people. lately. The last couple years too, he's been getting it on. Yeah, he just to move on to something else. Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see that lasting. No. no, I mean, I feel. I think with Kanye, it's just like I see that creativity and that in the documentary. I don't know. I was. I just felt <laughs> like, where are you? You know, like That's he's the thing. just not great. Mm-hmm. He, he was a creative genius and he yeah. told everyone and he worked so hard. And then it got to the point where it was like nobody believed him. And then he proved everyone wrong. And his just ego, I feel like, has just run rampant since then. It was like totally. he had to work so hard to be taken seriously. And then he proved everyone wrong over and over and over again to the point where it was like, I'm not listening to anyone else because like you guys have been wrong about me my entire adult life yeah and then his mom died and no he had that no one else it. to check and no one that else to check it. him that I, was his rock like i hear mm-hmm. you i think that's why i relate to him because mm-hmm. it's like i lost someone in my life so it's like i but i didn't have that experience of like having them long enough in my life to develop a relationship like that so seeing him have that relationship was just very mm-hmm. like beautiful to see it in the documentary and then yeah to see it gone and i guess i just have some compassion where it's like yeah your mom will kept you grounded mm-hmm. and maybe you're trying to figure out i how mean to look, yeah his early songs but like you know he talks about her so much like even like all of his his first mm-hmm. he talks about her so hey mama like that's a great yeah. song like yeah so it's just yeah, go watch him do the live version of that song. <laughs> you know, the the, t- the first time he performed it after she passed away. Shh, tell me you're not going to cry. Yeah. But going back to our, you know, I, I put my dad in my work, in my signature, what I signed my art with. Uh, it's his initials and a symbol that I created. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Papa so it's just there. a way for me. To not only keep him alive, uh, but also like those before him. Mm-hmm. Recognizing your roots. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I just love that. Like, so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's take our second break. Yeah. Um, in honor of International Women's Month, we've been highlighting some of our famous, favorite female artists. And mine this week is Legally 47. She's got a brand new single coming out. I feel like she's got an album because this is her, I think, third single yeah. in the last couple months. But it's called BITM. Uh, and, you know, with her, t- it's produced by her. It's got her typical style and just all over the place. So listen and enjoy. Sounds good. 
between the lines, not buying what you're selling me. You might wanna look both ways before you think about crossing me. If I hit the curb hard on you, I'll just know that you lost me. Strutting in one direction, headed straight to my floor seats. I'm the gift that keeps on giving. You don't know what it cost me. I bet it on myself, then I let the hood endorse me. Put one foot in front the other, just like real niggas taught me. I did not skip any steps. I did not miss one time yet. My jump shot is fucking wet. Mamba mentality set. I'm designing my own lane. Now, bitch, you go do the same. If you still don't understand, let me break it down again. Bitch, I'm the man. man, man. Biggest bitch in a pound Got a problem, say it now I'm a product of the ground Not your jeans is the song You could catch me on the mound I don't do the run around Hide the man in your tongue Every scene, shut it down All the sun has my affection And the stars are my reflection To the top is my direction Plus the hood is my protection Skin so rich, I'm so goddamn Took them all down with just one hand If you still don't understand Let me break it down again Bitch, I'm Bitch, I'm the man. That was Sean's song of the week, and it was "BITM" by Likalai Forty Seven. Like I said, you know, it's she's changing. Uh, hopefully, this is her new sound for her new album. Um, just she got bars. She's great in production, and definitely has her own style. Mm-hmm. Sounds really good. Yeah, from Brooklyn though, like oh, so from Brooklyn. Yeah, obviously okay. has like you know like that hip hop in the nineties hip hop influence, but you know doing it her own way in her own style yeah and like there's the thing if you're from brooklyn you have to bring bars yeah like south in, bronx yeah south, south, <laughs> and even like in in anywhere like when i listen to some of like dj k slay he's like oh you're from brooklyn you better bring bars if not i'm cutting you off you know like yeah. it's like a thing yeah but uh next up it's our meandering questions time mm-hmm. ruby and uh these are a series of questions we ask all of our guests some of them specifically designed for you um, do the best you can. Okay. And you don't have to give quick answers. That's why they're called me. Yeah. They're, they're never quick. All right. It'll take like five hours. <laughs> First question. Who is someone who is a role model for you when you were younger? And who is someone who's a role model for you now? When I was younger. I would say my, one of my older sisters was a role model. Uh, in... 
letting me have uh, access to it was more so in the sense of creative like exposing me to music and films and living like sheltered um, just like with the religion I was in Christianity all that my mom was very strict on certain things so I'm I looked up to her because I appreciated like her tastes and all these different things and it gave me access and it's made me who I am today and she's also a good person so and what was the other one and so now that you that serves as a role model now that you're an adult a lot of my friends are are good role models I find qualities and each of my friends that I can admire and it helps me want to be a better person and more like them nice surrounding yourself with those who inspire you with good people yeah nice Mm -hmm. uh next one uh what do you do to like decompress on like a hard day or something decompress art is always something creative uh lately i have a machine like a beat maker Mm. machine so i've been messing around with that and just just getting lost (laughs) Yeah, getting lost for like a little while after work, mm-hmm. trying to make a, trying to make a beat, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I just, I'm, I've always enjoyed music, so I, this is like a new realm for me, trying to make something. Nice. Uh, next question: What is your goal as an artist personally, and then do you have like a professional goal as well? my goal as an artist personally personally it's for me is to continue following that path of my uh, getting to know myself better and my roots and just continuing on that path and what was the other part of the uh do you have like a professional goal or something you want to achieve professionally like yeah I mean, world domination. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, that's a great answer. Hell yeah. Keep yeah, it real. World, yeah, world domination. Yeah. Just have my art everywhere. But I also want to make sure that in that, that I'm always grounded and that I always don't lose touch with who I am so that my art continues to stay authentic to who I am. Unlike Kanye? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kanye's a lesson for all of us, you know? <laughs> yeah. Very for true. For sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just um, professionals show more out of Reno. Work, get my merch out there. Keep making work. Think, Keep thinking bigger. Trying different mediums. Uh Another goal for me is like I I want to be a part of the scene in Reno and helping make it not so white, mm. you know. And that would probably be part of both um, questions. I you know I would I want to see in Reno a space for just POC artists. 
and I hope that I can be a part of that in some way. And I hope I can meet pe- like-minded people that want to do that. Because I think it's definitely needed here. I've been in the scene since like 2017, and I'm usually one, maybe one person of color showing in a show or one of like a couple, but it's very white. And, a, and, and white male too centered yeah they're the ones who have world dominance yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm trying you to gotta take it that. from them yeah yes, yes. <laughs> coming from them yeah, coming for your throats uh, the next one tell us about your musical background like DJing and things like that yeah I started DJing I think uh, around maybe 2016 around that same time I've always had a love for music it was it was a way for me to escape so i listen to all kinds of genres from like from classical to metal to hip-hop to gumbia or just all kinds of stuff i'm very open-minded with music and i just got like the gear to do it and was dabbling and mixing more like house music and then I don't know how it happened, but a friend was like, "You should DJ Gumbia or something." And I did. I I'm trying to think what year I did it. It was like 2018 or somewhere around that time. And I did a couple. I did at least one or two of those at West Street Market. And then I started doing it for this nonprofit called the Sylvia Rivera Center. Okay. And they were doing it on Wells at Plaza Maya, and it was to benefit them as an org. So I, I was working with Lydia, or Dr. Lydia Huerta, who's a good yeah. friend of mine. She's a role model for me, too. She's like a friend tour. <laughs> Shout out Lydia. She, yeah, yeah, she's a awesome human. And yeah, she it was kind of funny how we met. I was dating like a colleague of hers and then she introduced us and then yeah, we ended up becoming great friends and then the girl and I stopped seeing each other and she was not a good human and you're still uh, friends with her, though? <laughs> yeah, I stayed friends <laughs> so with So you got the friendship. Lydia and, and yeah. Lydia, yeah, I didn't stay friends with her either. <laughs> so, was, But, yeah, and, uh, yeah, she's a she's a good person. I appreciate her a lot. Nice. Uh, Going to change it up completely. <laughs> oh, damn. What's your favorite TV show right now? Whew. Favorite TV? Hip-Hop Evolution. I've been watching that. Oh, okay. <laughs> On Netflix? Yeah. That's been awesome to... How many seasons of that are there? There's there's four, Okay, I believe. Yeah, because yeah, I've only seen the first season. I didn't realize how yeah, many more there were I love that. how they just go to different sections. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, man. I was listening to that. And then I like see what year it is. And I was like, oh, I was a little kid. I was like, My sisters were listening <laughs> to that, but... <laughs> Uh, like funny. Master P, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. I remember that song, you know. Oh. Yeah, but <laughs> it was it was interesting to see, like, you know, him talk about his story. He was smart and he's a hustler. Made, sure. Yeah, made his own label and did 
everything, everything. The, yeah the design of the mm-hmm. the tapes and everything to stand yeah. out yeah he did it to stand out yeah mm-hmm. and like you know starting selling from the back of their cars and then just right, right. you know built an you know built an empire he's definitely yeah. an entrepreneur like yeah. he's he has his his fingers in a lot of things yeah and it it's cool to see that in that show how many how much there is entrepreneurship there is in hip hop you know and just like you know trying to get your music out there to people yeah yeah, I mean it's still like that, you know. They're just yeah. now you're using so the different. internet. So different, yeah. Now no you're using the internet and, and uh, SoundCloud and just yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you can get out to get it to more people, but it's also like people have to filter through that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of noise. There's so much noise mm-hmm. now, but that's the thing, like. We always say if you're talented, it doesn't matter. Like, You'll come pe- out. people will recognize, you know, and hear, like when they hear it, it might take a while, but eventually, you know, more and more people are going to say, oh, this is dope. Yeah, because especially we're in like a copycat place right now where it's just like everyone just sounds like the other person because they made money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last one. What is something that is not taught in school? schools but needs to be practical things to just be out in the world as an adult you know like how to manage your money and I mean teach math but maybe like teach some of that in there mm-hmm. financial know. literacy they are yeah. moving towards that now <laughs> taxes now a little tra- bit they're starting <laughs> to do that now but like yeah, yeah when we were kids no no or I don't know more more skills that you can use in the world not just information that you need to retain to pass a test you know things that you can actually put into action in your environment hell yeah get rid of standardized (laughs) yes yeah you know is i i was meaning to fact check that if that was true but i was reading something that said uh well i always try to fact check memes you know, on Instagram, because mm-hmm. there's also much like disinformation yeah. on there. But it w- it was saying <laughs> something about standardized tests being part of eugenics, and I was like, oh, I need to look into that. I don't know I mean, if you know about that. That's how they were that. originally. Like originally, that's how like they originated. Like, like IQ tests were part of like an effort to prove that like the white man was you know the superior race. Uh, okay. And that's how they started. You know, like they're not now but like that's right. what their original intent was okay yeah and then it got used you know take it into like workers you know it was part of like the industrialization and, and like like capitalism too of like the original schools like we, like they need to know this stuff to work the machine so tests were based off you know that knowledge or, or basic math you know to work in factories and stuff so all of it's tied in together. Now, you know, we're sitting here <laughs> still trying to do this shit a hundred years later when, like, yeah. the world is not, yeah. you know, like, you need, like, in their efforts, like, of course, educators know this, but, like, the people who make the rules don't. But, like, you know, you need, like, collaborative thinking and how to work together with people and how to critically think and how to analyze information and check sources. Like, those are the skills you need, but, like, those skills aren't easily, don't translate easily to, like, a standardized test. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. <laughs> like people need like you know the people who make these decisions aren't necessarily the experts so 
Yeah. You get like stupid laws and things like <laughs> you have to you know, take a test to you know, graduate or something, but it has no predictive future on how successful you're going to be mm-hmm. you know, as an adult. Yeah. But anyways, that's it for the. You made it. <laughs> you made I it. made so it. That's, I that's got the through. End of the <laughs> you made through the meandering maze. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel that meandering mm. as I thought it was mm. going to be. I feel like we've already though like used up some of the tangents earlier. <laughs> yeah. On like the, I don't even the <laughs> metaverse thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, uh-huh. totally. I don't remember how we got down those roads, but it's yeah. okay. All right. Next up, we have a hero of the week, dude. I've been loving Mike Tyson lately because he's accepted what he's done wrong and like especially with the play Mm. that he's done now he has a candy called mike bites and it's in shape of ears whoa (laughs) like when you bit off the ear (laughs) yeah just accepting who he is and just marketing (laughs) off yeah it's fucking awesome like i love it you know what kind of candy it's like a gummy Oh, like, oh, yeah. wasn't it weed? Yeah, okay. the weed gummy. Oh, it was a cannabis gummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah. It's just so, like, yeah. Okay, I, have to say, like, I, I hear you, Mike. Yeah. Like, he's the, he's the perfect example yeah. we're talking about. Like, listening to him talk about, like, his unprocessed trauma, like, going to mm-hmm. therapy and listening yeah. to him talk about his trauma and how that made, like, in his journey, like, you're like, if he can do it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh-huh. the trauma, you know, like, he had a terrible upbringing. Childhood. Child yeah. abuse. Bullied, like, like yeah. all the stuff that happened to him. And, like, you know, if he can change at 50 or 60, however old he is, mm-hmm. and go to therapy and, and learn these things, you know, anyone, anyone can. Yeah, because even, like, you could see in, like, the documentary where he's like, yeah, I was a womanizer. Like, I didn't know how. I just thought that's how you did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like realizing later after, you know, Sean said therapy is just like, I was doing those wrong things and I'm better for, like, I'm better now, but I just didn't know. Yeah. Didn't understand yeah. why he was, what what he was doing. Yeah. Was it's like, and it's like drugs, it's like drugs was a part of it, you know, just doing too much and self medicating. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, so, good for Mike. He's the, he's the hero, accepting who he is <laughs> and just isn't running with it. And then you have a petty move of the week. This thing is wild. Let me let me bring up this picture. But so someone invited people over to their house for like a dinner party and like the next day sent him a bill for 20 bucks so they could pay for the food. What? Yeah. Like without, invited people without over. telling them ahead of time. Well, yeah, they didn't tell them that they were going to be charged. They just invited them over for a dinner party. <laughs> and then and then later charged and like sent him a bill. Like, hey, Venmo me like twenty bucks or whatever. What? Yeah, we're, I'm trying. I'm and trying, did they do it? I don't or? know if they did it, but I just. If thought, I did it, that'd be the end of the friendship. <laughs> fuck yeah, it yeah. would be. Like, goddamn, you taxing me on this bullshit? Like, oh, where? That's messed up. That's man. fucked 20 up. Bucks? Twenty. And yeah, I it wasn't like, a lot, but still, it's like. But was the food even worth that yeah. much? You know. I mean, twenty dollars invited over to some place at someone's house. <laughs> For dinner, I'll be like, "Do you need me to bring anything?" Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not expecting to get like a Venmo the next day. Like, here's thirteen. Like, you you had a steak and like one potato mm. and some carrots. Like, it comes out to you know. Like, yeah. Here's give me fourteen dollars. You, you Plus, eat, oh, you gotta take me for cooking. You didn't eat all your food. I'm charging you more. Like sushi. Like sushi. Yeah. Sushi fucking restaurant. Yeah. Oh, uh, so that that was the fucking petty. That is petty. Wow. That is petty as shit. Damn. I was like, damn, Sean would like this one. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. What what petty things have you guys experienced? <sighs> Let me see. Yeah. Recently? <laughs> Recently, not too much. I don't hang out with too many people right now. <laughs> 
I see pettiness every day. Yeah, at, at school, oh, like yeah. Yeah. kids. Like I uh-huh. try to like, I try to discourage it. Like unless it's you know ridiculously funny, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'll see. Like kids just get mad, you know, and take it out on you or whatever, because they whatever they. Uh, like, I'll even say like sometimes like I'm not the person who made you mad. Why are you yelling at me right <laughs> now? Like I just asked you a question. Yeah, like, don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw pettiness. Uh, here's a good example of pettiness. <laughs> I saw this week. Uh, yeah. So uh, this basketball player Russell Russell Westbrook oh, has okay. been has been struggling. With his shooting, especially, and people started calling him West Brick because uh-huh. he keeps oh. missing shots. And he like went on this huge tirade about how it's like tarnishing his family's name and stuff. Well, and everyone was like pointing out, like, you talk more shit <laughs> than almost anyone in the last five mm-hmm. years. Like, you were talking so much shit five years ago when you were winning the MVP and like when your team was doing good. And now that you're down bad, you can't take it. Yeah. So like everyone's just like the other night in a game he airballed a, a shot and like a player on the other team like caught it but then was like looking up in the air like wondering where the ball was and then like they called timeout and another player like was like looking and then like threw the ball up and like made it hit himself in the head like the ball had just come down. It was just like everyone's just piling on him because you know he used to dish it out and now he can't take it that he's struggling. The thing though, uh, they're like going after his wife now too. Like oh, that's really? that's the thing. All well, that's because he's making such a big deal about mm-hmm. it, and she's also like involved, like on in social media, posting stuff on. So it's like I, yeah. you can't, like, because that happened mm-hmm. to Curry's wife too, where like she, people were criticizing him, so then she started arguing with him on Twitter, and it's like as soon as you entered that fight, you lost. <laughs> like like uh, they don't like you can't win. Like Marky Mark's wife too. Remember when like they were calling Marky Mark something, and the wife's like, "Oh." No, I'm fucking a Calvin Klein model and shit. And then the internet went back and like got her. Yeah, it's but just like you can't. The engage. internet, yeah, is you can't full engage of the internet. Yes. And the internet's ruthless. Yeah, the internet doesn't care. I don't. If, I if you're just a read child. the pettiness, but I don't. Yeah, you can't engage, engage it. Yeah. you can't engage in it. I just laugh sometimes. Yeah, no. So yeah, so like the dinner party thing. A podcaster went to a friend's house. She, oh, did, she okay. didn't put the friend out there. Yeah. But a podcaster, then mm. she like well, her friend knows now. Harry. They're probably not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then asked asked for twenty dollars a plate. That is some passive aggressive. Yeah, thing. that is like that is like God level passive aggressiveness. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. Damn. Yeah, that's like in Super Troopers where he eats all the drugs when they get pulled over. And he's <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna need that two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? I just did this for us. Well, <laughs> uh, so before we go, uh, you know, <laughs> if you have uh, you know any questions for us or want to make a request on the radio show, you can hit us up at 775-800-9153. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the podcast. Or if you have a song request, we'll give you a shout out and play it on mm-hmm. the radio f- show every Friday night from 9 to 11. Yeah. Uh, I did notice somebody, uh, Jock Slade, if you guys follow him on the, the interwebs, he's like the sneaker guy, and he's been doing that too. Doing what? Uh, the phone number thing, and he'll put oh. like, because uh, he has a show called Hard Pass, or a, a section called Hard Pass, where it's like something in the culture that they can do with, we can do without. So he's like, what's your Hard Pass things? And then he's been putting these uh, people like that. I thought it was pretty cool too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so. 
You're like, we do it too. We do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And then events, April 2nd, poetry show at the Nevada Museum of Art. Javon Johnson, mm-hmm. traveling poet, educator, and all-around badass will be performing at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. I will be one of the openers yeah. along with, I think, Samora or I a, Sylvia. I, I can't remember tickets. who's yeah, who's the open, who else. Mm-hmm. But make sure you check that out Saturday, April 2nd, 6 p.m., Nevada Museum of Art. And we have one question before we go here, Ruby. Oh, wait, well, can I share some events oh, happening? Of course. Too? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, we have Ayana Estrue's show at City Hall. I believe it's the 28th. Did I say the 28th? 28th Sunday. Yes. It's a Sunday. Oh, or not uh, Sunday, I'm Monday, sorry, Monday. Monday, yeah. 28th, yeah, it's a Monday. Monday, 5.30 mm-hmm. to 7. Check it out on the 20. The day before the 27th at Holland Project, there's a band called Tropa Magica. Have you heard of them? They're mm. like, they're a cumbia psychedelic rock band. Ooh. And they're going to be playing at the Holland, and I'm going to DJ some cumbias that night too. So that'll be fun. Come out, Holland Project. 26. Tickets, I think, are $15. Mm. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And those. That's about it for events. Uh, well, before you go, um, what advice do you have for someone out there who's interested in art or thinking of pursuing art, like as a as a career, getting involved, in making art? I would just advise go for it, be yourself, uh, do your best to be authentic to yourself during that process you know and and just oh just work you know just like if you have the passion you're gonna put all that energy into that it won't feel like work because it's something you love so just follow that feeling and no matter you know if something doesn't work out it's okay just go to the next thing maybe you weren't meant to go that direction you know and just follow your dreams and don't let anyone tell you you can't you can't do it awesome there you have it first the official city artist <laughs> of radio i don't even yeah. really see Ruby myself Barrientos. like that but <laughs> well yeah i hate to be the one to tell you you are you are I am, I am. until june <laughs> for three more months four more months yeah. yeah and then you know it'll the process will happen again so I, i'm curious who will be next mm. who has to follow your footsteps yes <laughs> it'd be cool if i could get input on if they oh, allow the, the artists to be involved in the process. You can join the public art committee. I know. So apply. I'm sure they'd love to have more artists on the like, On the public art committee. Yeah, because they're the ones that... May, I mean, these are just like, yeah, you just apply for these positions. And they uh, they pick... You know, they always want artists and people okay. in, in the art community. But, so uh, I'll have to get in on that so yeah. I can be like... Be like, we need a... POC Center, Art Center, you know. Maybe, maybe so someone we know will get rich and can <laughs> open their own. Yeah. Man, I guess that NFT we're gonna have to make. Yeah. Arnold's son <laughs> will help. That's the one that's <laughs> gonna fund everything. Yeah. It all starts there. It all starts. <laughs> NFTs. Back to the moral of the story. Get rich now. 
<laughs> NFT it up. Well, thanks for yeah. coming, Ruby. Yeah, thank you guys for having for me. This was us. fun. Yeah. I hope to be back again sometime in the Sweet. future. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Next time I'll interview you guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> the tables are turned. Yes. <laughs> That'd be a cool show. <laughs> we have just a guest host that interviews us. us yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, make sure you check us out mm-hmm. every Friday night from 9 to 11 on 97.7 KWink or kwinkradio.org. Caesar and I play nothing but the best in all things hip-hop. Yeah, giving you what you need, not what you want, motherfuckers. And uh, new episodes of the podcast each week. Mm-hmm. I think next week we'll be taking a break. Next week break, yeah, I'll be, I'll be in San Francisco once again. But we'll, we'll be back in April mm-hmm. with uh, hopefully uh, more fire guests. Yeah. So oh, tune in next time. And I just want to say, follow me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow tell her to fo- follow you. The city artist. Yeah, follow me on instagram ruby at underscore jo and that's why i post all my art uh, yeah and thank you guys again new wave, nice time. new wave mind new wave mind coming, yeah. coming at you, at you. <laughs> peace salute Bye.